thing that happens is the world goes black. You just hear a little snap when your neck rolls back. You don't bite your tongue off or foam at the lips. And before you hit the ground, there's a moment of bliss. It's like token a spliff. It's like shedding your skin. It's better than the best train wreck there's ever been. You have to let it in, as much as it's upsetting. To wake up with bruises you don't remember getting. You don't remember how the hell you ended up indoors. You don't Welcome to Seizure Salad, Fuster Clock Epilepticus, with test subject Micah B. The salty, slightly cynical account of Micah's shocking diagnosis with epilepsy. The synaptic jolts that shorts circuited his world and efforts to rewire his mind and create a new life. Oh, and he's going to have brain surgery. And now, Seizure Salad with your host and electrostatic meat sack, Micah B-Side. Hello, hello, thanks for joining us once again here on Seizure Salad. I'm Micah B-Side, your host. Today, we're continuing our conversation with Claudia from Craniosacral Therapy know so much more than we knew 10 years ago and in 10 years we will know so much more than we know now you know so yeah well i find it really interesting and there's there's a lot of correlation actually um when you were describing um craniosacral therapy with some of the things i learned while i was waiting for that proof of the seizure and we were wondering Mm -hmm. if i just have nes or i just have epilepsy or if i have both and um, I'm not one to sit back and wait for the experts to tell me. It's like I'm going out and I'm going to learn right. as much sure. as I can. Sure. And uh, I took like an international web conference on functional neurological disorders. And it included bipolar disorders and NES, non-epileptic seizures. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. some of the new stuff they found, they've actually found there is a, some people call it, what, the sixth sense of, of the interoceptive network. Yeah. And it's starts at all of your nerve endings and the ends of your hairs and everything and it goes all the way up meets into the spine goes up from the spine to the base of the skull this is exactly what you were talking about and this is kind of your sense of self almost the sense of this connects you this Mm -hmm. connects this to to everything else right Yeah. yeah and it goes into the insula now what they've also learned recently is that Um, The old thought process of the input going in and the brain going, okay, that's emotion that goes over Mm -hmm. here. This is, this goes into our little category boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't work that way. It all swirls in at the same time Mm -hmm. and the emotion and the subjective stuff that's coming in, the Mm -hmm. the shit that's happening to you um, Mm -hmm. is just as real as those objective little Aristotelian box Right. The brain makes no difference. And the other piece of that, too, is, you know, we've always said the lizard brain is located in your, um, you know, in one spot in your um, limbic system. And now they're realizing that, yes, I mean, that is a place um, and maybe even where it originates. But it is those receptors and those ways of interpreting reality are spread throughout as well. So it's, you know, we it's everything's interwoven and yeah there's not there's not one side saying saying i need food it's it's actually like the input comes in and says says oh okay i'm going to communicate over here we're going to jump over here to the frontal temporal lobe and Mm -hmm. yeah nothing oh my god interesting but i know what you mean and and learning about how these anti-seizure drugs work 
it's it's like for me i think of audio because i always think of you know that's my main analogy is they work like like audio compressors do Mm -hmm. they take the peaks and the valleys they bring the valleys up and the peaks down yeah. So you're not too low and you're not too high. Well, and what was the first thing that they used for manic depression was lithium. Lithium's a battery. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it takes a charge and it releases a charge. And I don't know if that's actually how it works in the brain, but I really like the symbolic piece of that. You know, I mean, that it's, you know, um, something that's why it's leveling is, you know, it's kind of balancing charges. Um mm-hmm. So, I don't know. And, and when, <laughs> when you were talking about working with people's feet and working the way up, that yeah. reminded me of, of basically you are, you are working that interoceptive network and mm-hmm. working blocks in that interoceptive network on the way up. Right. Um, and that input-output level, and I think we mentioned that earlier in the conversation, that gets shut off and they've actually shown um, DU is doing research right now, now that they've decriminalized psilocybin in the, in the city. Right. Um, they're actually conducting research on um, the medical benefits of psilocybin for mm-hmm. epilepsy. Interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think it is interesting. And I think, you know... Um, but I think all of this it has the same concept. Like it's all kind of going toward the same thing is, is that this division that we've had in the scientific and Western, Western um, community for so long is actually kind of a, a it's a myth. It's a, it's a yeah. self-perpetuated myth. We, we, yeah. We're starting to realize that it's really been this way all along. Well, you know, the word energy got a bad rap after the 60s. And um, yeah. yeah, and so now, it, you know, everyone's like, oh, energy, that's that's, you know, kind of vague and out there. But I mean, Fucking electricity is energy. I mean, you're having an energy spasm. Right. And um, and so, you know, what is going on with that now? Craniosacral therapy, the guy Upledger who kind of started it um, or started it as the way it wasn't started by him, but he was the one who kind of took it and made a school. And but he was very about, you know, kind of pushing and trying to clear and not hard. I mean, he, the pressure is like a, a nickel on, uh, um, you know, it's not hard, but it's still kind of pushy um, and diagnostic. Um, but then later he started talking about things like energy cells and energy cysts, um, <laughs> things like that, that he was experiencing and that he, his practitioners were experiencing. And, you know, the system I'm in is called biodynamic and biodynamic is the movement of life. And um, and so I'm listening more than pushing. Every once in a while, I'll do something that's a little bit more like, you know, maybe I'll wiggle my fingers somewhere. <laughs> um, but or I'll say, I really kind of think you're, you know, I didn't have to do that in the case that I was telling you about but i might say i really think you need to move to the right um if you know but most of the time and that's partly because i'm an aries and i'm impatient but but um most of the time i'm listening and i'm letting it tell me its story and um and then waiting once the story is told which i mean everybody likes to be seen and that includes our cells it includes our muscles it includes every part of our body saying i've been working really hard here you know (laughs) Um, Um, I've been in pain or I've been, you know, um, trying to save this other part of me from being in more pain or, you know, I mean, so they love 
to be recognized for what they're doing. Um, so that is at least half. Um, and, um, and then the rest of it is listening to what do you think, what would be better? You know, what would work better? Do, would you like more space? Would you like to open up here? Would you, you know, um, and it's not as pushy. So that's the main difference between the school that I'm in and the school that kind of opened up this whole thing. But even they, they sort of start with the pushy and they arrive at the energy and I start with the energy and arrive at, you know, where it should go. Um, but I, I don't think in the end there's that much difference. But but there's more studies done They because he's associated with this, one of the um, Michigan State or something in Michigan medical schools um, and sports clinics and things. There's a lot more um, studies on that particular type of craniosacral therapy. So I look at those and I say, well, that's hopeful, that's suggestive, that tells me that there's we're on the right track. But, you know, this is the kind of work that you can't really do a double blind study on, you know, because a lot of it's the practitioner, your relationship with the practitioner. There's no way to kind of pretend you're not doing something, you know, to it just doesn't make sense to do it that way. Um, right. So it's not I don't know that it will ever have a lot of scientific thing, except that if maybe someday people stop seizing or they they show, you know, there's enough times people say, you know, I went to craniosacral therapy and now I only have, you know, one seizure every three months and, you know, or something like that. But I don't know that there will ever be, you know that type of um, documentation. But this thing with the EEG was interesting um, and tells me that there's something. If in nothing else, at least in that deep relaxation, um, something's happening, schooling the nervous system, schooling the overall brain. And I have, I think I might've mentioned to you before, I have done some work with some kids, two kids who are siblings, one of which is missing his entire corpus callosum, which is the thing that connects the two hemispheres and the other one I think is missing part of it I'm not exactly sure <laughs> the parents don't speak English and it's been a little difficult um getting a clear like the clear diagnostic piece but um I just know what I feel um and there has been significant improvement with the one who's missing. They both have improved, but the one who's missing, the corpus callosum, um, the brain is so plastic. It finds other, I mean, that's exactly what we were talking about with all the different pathways and connections and ways that it does. It has lots of options. So um, I saw a picture of a kid who was like tw in his early 20s, who was a whatever the equivalent in Britain is of a PhD student in mathematics. And he was brilliant, considered to be like really promising he had hydrocephaly he had nothing left of his brain except for just a little bit like maybe an inch around the outer sides and he was still making those connections and he was still able to do all these incredibly advanced abstract math calculations and you know so i'm not i'm not sure that happens to everybody with hydrocephaly <laughs> um you know hydrocephaly is when the, your brain basically turns to water um or cerebral spinal fluid but it's interesting that he, because he kept using his brain this way, he didn't lose the function. Right. So, you know, so I, I just have a lot of faith in that. That doesn't mean that I, I don't believe in, I do believe in miracles. I don't count on them. Uh, you know, sometimes things happen and people don't get better. And sometimes, um, you know, people have cancer and they die or whatever. I mean, so I can maybe help them, you know, feel better during that time. But, you know, don't have control about what the overall path and, and um, you know, don't make any claims. And I don't claim to fix anything anyway. All I do is connect with 
the person's system and see what the system wants to do. <laughs> and, you know, um, it's not me who's doing that, you know, just as like we're being breathed, whatever is happening isn't, isn't me. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's so, a lot of letting go that you have to do yeah. um, through these things. It's also something to, to also note is that epilepsy is, you know, a, a, a lot of people will make it, make epilepsy out to be this hard and fast diagnosis that it makes it sound like they got that part all figured out they don't know squat it's an it's a general term for saying there's electrical charges that are disrupting patterns in your brain right. that that's they have no idea yeah. what causes it um, they know that there's like sometimes it can be head trauma sometimes like in my case it's genetic but they don't right. they still don't know why right and, right right so and when 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 people question you know that when people start questioning things let's let's keep in mind that when they're diagnosing us, they're mm-hmm. they're throwing pills against a wall to see yeah. what sticks. Yeah. Um, if you're lucky enough, like me, if you're mm-hmm. lucky like me, and you have a neurospecialist that that is willing to kind of really listen and, and, and right, right. Yeah. listening is everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, well, that's the main theme that you've been speaking of, Claudia. Yeah. You know, is listening. This is to my sick kids. Time to flip this shit. Depakote, Adderall, Ritalin, Pixie Sticks. I don't give a f- what you're riding to the setting sun. Use it as a weapon when it's said and done. It's all too much. Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Michael Ball. The song Seizure Boy, courtesy of Watsky and used with permission. Find more great music and poetry on his website, georgewatsky.com. Original logo painting by Brent Olson of Olson Studios. High-resolution MRI image of Micah's brain provided by the Rockstar Lab Techs at UC Health Neurology in Denver. Follow our podcast, like our Facebook page, whatever floats your boat. Just keep listening and join us again soon for another episode of Seizure Salad. Until then, unexpect the expected and remember that it's all in your head. You ever had a grand mal seizure in gym class? I whiplash back when life was dishing out pimp slaps. Fed up and we've all been better, but I'm set to step up. Never let up because the fall is just a setup now to get up. Regret will never get the better of me with the sawed off. When I'm having trouble talking, someone knocks my writer's block off. And if my my eyes glaze and my knees drift south And you ever think to stick a credit card in my mouth I take MasterCard and Visa for my risk rewards I'm not biting my tongue, why don't you bite yours? It's all too much